Bracken and Bell together. There's Cooper breaking through. A chance now. This will be the fourth ball for Aberdeen. when things are going wrong against you you don't get the breaks of the ball Cooper in with Stewart he didn't really know where the ball was but he got the break and as you say it's a schoolboy's dream being able to take your time knowing that really all you've got to do is crack it into the back of the net Good evening and welcome to Here We Go Live. It's the podcast, but worse, basically. Um, so with myself and, as ever, is Martin Clunas. So just to warn you, we have absolutely no idea how this uh, platform works. You would have thought that the sensible thing would have been to try and actually uh, do a drive on, but not for us. We'll just stumble in blindly. Anyway, uh, tonight's show will um, feature, obviously, a loop back at tonight's win over Livingston. Uh, definitely in the much-needed category, Martin, and the first question to ask, I suppose, is have you managed to thaw yourself out? Uh, I have not. Um, currently, it is it is quarter to 11 at night, and I'm still sitting. I've got a glass. I've got a cup of Bovril here trying to warm myself up. Um, and I'm still sitting in most of the clothes I was wearing at the game, trying to keep extra layers on. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely just, that's going to take a long time for my feet to warm up. Hang on, hang on. You genuinely have Bovril in the house? I genuinely do, yeah. <laughs> Are you from the 60s? I am, I'm, one of these, I'm one of these people who I like Bovril, I like Marmite, I like those Frey Bentos pies, you know, you get in the tin. Um, my missus does joke that I'm one of these people who you know would have been really good during rationing during the war <laughs> because I just eat all the shit under the sun. I, but honestly, I haven't seen Bovril in an actual domestic household since about 1974, <laughs> and I wasn't even alive in 74. Um, so, yes, cold tonight, miserable tonight, but it, it was a win, and that's uh, got to be the positive. And really, I thought first 45 minutes. It was a really positive display. Um, it, it would have been very easy for us to go into our shell with the run we were on and to just try and play low percentage football. But I thought that we were moving about very nicely, as we've done quite a lot this season. But there was that feeling maybe 20 minutes in, you thought, oh, well, this is just going to follow the same old pattern. But we did get the goal. And then we built on that. We, we continued to go after them. And the first half was a really solid 45 minutes of football. It was, yeah. And I mean, a goal coming when it did, you know, it's like, you no, know, 20, 25 minutes in is when, you know, if, you, if, you, if you're doing well and you haven't got a goal is when, you know, when the support start to get a little bit restless. So a goal came just at the right time for us. I think we needed that. Um, I mean, look, as you say, the most important thing was just getting a win tonight. Um, but scoring you know, a couple of goals, I thought we were, you know, we were quite comfortable. I mean, you, you said before the game, you know, you expected it to be a bit of a shit fest because it's Livingston and that's kind of what they do. Um, and so getting that goal in the first half, you know, going ahead kind of forces them to try and do something a little bit different because you know what you're going to get from them. They're going to keep it scrappy. 
they're going to want to just try and keep it keep it nil nil and then nick something. Um, you go you go one nil up, brilliant, and that no, it's just the the, the perfect thing we needed. Um, and it, it was, I mean, it, it is just all about getting the win tonight. That's a thing. But doing it, doing it by playing. I think the first, as you say, the first forty-five minutes, I thought we were pretty decent. No, knocking it about, doing doing some good stuff. Um, I thought Hayes was pretty good in the first half. Um, a few of them, a few of them were as well. I mean, I even thought that. I know, I know, he's he's good. He's much maligned, particularly by me now. But I thought Jet was decent in the first half as well. I know he played a full ninety. Um, you, you know, you want maybe a little bit more from him, but. Um, in terms of you know, just really kind of dominated that first half, and Joe Lewis, Joe Lewis didn't really have very much to do for the ninety. Never mind the first forty-five. Let's rewind a little bit. Let's talk about the the formation because it was four at the back. We'd gone four at the back at Parkhead on on Sunday, which was more of a surprise to me because I thought if anything, that was a game you want to bolster the back line. You want to have the extra body in the back there. But we'd gone four at the back, and defensively, I suppose. You could say that it, it, it worked to an extent in that they didn't have too many clear-cut opportunities. We were under a lot of pressure, though. Um, it's clear that Glass's favoured formation is this 4-2-3-1. That's the one he tried to embed at the start. And it was only really the fact that circumstances were going as they had, and obviously we were running out of defenders, that meant that he did eventually belatedly switch to a back three to give him that extra layer of support. So what we've seen, I suppose, is a system that has two centre-halves, um, but it's got guys at full-back who maybe aren't traditionally full-backs. And not anyway McKenzie and Ramsey who started the season and started the season so high up the pitch. I think positionally tonight, Hayes and Ojo, they contributed going forward, but predominantly they were a little bit more reserved, a little bit more restrained. There was a much more, uh, much more onus on the three behind Ramirez to really kind of dictate and try and open things up. Weren't really looking to Hayes and Ojo to create quite as much as we had earlier in the season to McKenzie and Ramsey. No, um, and I think that I think that's that's obviously deliberate. I mean, you've you know, Watkins and Watkins and Hedges are obviously going to be. You're, they're kind of the, the main outlets to try and get create things for Ramirez or even get some, some something themselves. Um, I mean, the, the fullbacks look. I mean, it's obvious. You no, know, based on the early, the early parts of the season, how much we're missing Ramsey as a creative outlet. Um, you know, Ojo is you know solid. He does you know he's you know he does some stuff well, some stuff okay, but you know, in, t- in terms of being a, being a creative player, he really isn't. He's not a he's not a right back. Um, no, Hayes, Hayes, it, Hayes can play there. Um, I'd, pr- I'd obviously prefer him. Have it. I think he does a bit more damage going forward, but needs must at the moment. Um, and he's going to have to, he's going to have to slot in at left back until we can get this, you know, this the dreadful kind of spate of in- defensive injuries out of the way. I think the thing about those two is that um, they're both pretty hard workers. They will put in a shift. They will get up and down the line but you know regardless of how hard you work if your starting position is too high at the pitch you're going to struggle i thought in a way though livingston really did play in our hands in terms of how they attacked they went 
pretty direct, which is fine. We've seen a lot of teams go direct against us, but more a case of directing the balls into the channels behind the fullbacks. What Livingston seemed to do was pump it directly in the direction of bump, uh, Bates and McCrory, which, um, you know, for all their faults, they were generally, there was one time in the first half where kind of Bates made a mistake and Anderson nearly got in. But generally, that was kind of meat and drink to the two of them, wasn't it? It was. I mean, I think, I think Bates is a type of guy who, um, you know, if you're going to pump long balls up, he's going to be, he's going to be able to deal with them, um, you know, much in the way that like somebody like Ash Taylor was. Where um, if you ask if you ask Bates to be a little more technical, maybe you have to you know. I, I'm not I'm not taking a piss out of him, but if you're asking him to think a little bit more, then it's maybe that's maybe when he falls down. Uh, but but the way that the way they were doing, I think that particularly in that first half as well. I mean, Livingston. No, they offered they offered really not, nothing in the first half, and I think if I'm being honest, I think in a, in a defensive way we were very much helped by you know Bruce Anderson came up here with a massive chip on his shoulder, looking to show something, and he just he absolutely just no he, he didn't didn't contribute a thing. He was clearly up here looking to do stuff. You know he had a few nibbles, few few naughty ones, uh, but didn't didn't do anything. I thought, and I, I, it was didn't surprise me he was taken off at half time actually because. Um, he was ba- he was worse than a man short for them, and I think that played exactly in our hands. When you've got a player look with with a bit of a grudge, trying to prove a point, um, and it really did. We go in we go in one nil up at half time, and he gets hooked uh, because. And I think part of that is because of just his uh, his his attitude, really. Yeah, I think that uh, that is a good point. It's well made because uh, Anderson again in the first game of the season, obviously he scored against this down there down at Almondville or whatever the hell they're calling it this week. Um, and yeah, he clearly, you know, wanted to stick it right up. And tonight, again, was the same. Sort of niggly, pest, pest of a centre-forward play that, frankly, if he'd shown it more elements of that at Pitaudry, he might still be here. Um, but... Yeah, I, I thought it was interesting, and I think I think you're probably right. It probably detracted from his game because I think he he's maybe not had the goals to be eye catching. But whenever you look at the the, the sort of charts of um, you know top xg, top xa for strikers, Bruce is performing pretty well as a round all round striker actually, rather than just the, the sort of poacher we believed him to be. Um, as I say, maybe not getting the goals that you might that might be eye-catching, but then they're performing pretty well in terms of the numbers. So tonight, maybe just a case of getting too drawn into the team he was playing. So, But I thought just generally the way they, they sort of played, pumping it long, looking for Anderson to win off scraps, just wasn't really going to challenge us too much. But, <clears throat> but to go back to Emmanuel Thomas, a real surprise to me that he started because it's September, middle of September was the last time we saw him in a starting lineup. And um, it, he's barely been getting off the bench in recent weeks either. You know, he's, I think it's maybe six or seven games since we've even saw him off the bench. So talk about in from the cold. Um, I, I didn't expect to see him again. I, I'll be honest with you. I thought this was going to be a sort of say goodbye situation in, in January and um, he'd be off again. But tonight, again, we speak about, 4-2-3-1 being the system that Glass wants to play. I thought tonight it was probably pretty close to how he envisaged Emmanuel Thomas fitting into his team at the outset. You know, just as one of that three supporting attacking midfielders, floating about, moving position with the others, 
making the odd mistake absolutely there was that one uh, there was that one time when he he tried to do something unnecessarily flash right in the center circle fell over the damn ball and um a better team than livingston might have actually um punished us at that point but doing some good stuff laying it off getting involved really conducive to what we were trying to do and um again a positive 90 minutes from him it was. I mean, look, I'm in the same. I'm in the same boat as you. That you, I, I didn't think we would see him play for us again. I mean, but then you sort of you look at the bench, um, you know, and you know, Niall McGinn's on there, but he seems to be reduced to cameos. Um, Connor McLennan's just back, you know, back from injury. Teddy Jenks is on loan. Doesn't seem to be, you know, doesn't seem to be favoured. Samuels is the same, and then you've got, you know, you've got defensive players like in, like Gurr and Campbell. Um, so I think there was maybe a little bit of necessity there, maybe you know, to try and if he wants to play the four-two-three-one that he wants to go for, then he probably felt that he had to go, had to go with him and give him a chance. And um, you know, he's for the kind of physical, physical you know, type of game that you're going to get from from Livingston. I probably think that despite him, not I don't think he's very good in the air. To be honest, no. I mean, he seems to be, he seems to get shorter when he jumps, but. Um, for that type of physical game where you're going to be closed down a lot, he has got talent. He's got that kind of close control that I think worked well. Where they're going to try and just press and slow, the, stop the game and slow it down. And yeah, I thought I thought he was good. I know he, he absolutely merited his place tonight. And it's no, I'm not saying that because we won. No, obviously because we won the game. But no, he did. He played. Re, he played really well. And um, I'm totally. I was totally shocked to see him in the lineup. To be honest with you, but um, no, he, he deserved his. He deserved his spot. And he was uh, involved in the the move that led to the first goal as well. Um, and actually, you talk about Livingston, you know, being tight and wanting to play ugly. I thought they were a lot more open than I expected them to be, as probably evidenced by the space that Hedges got for that first goal. It's actually a really uh, good weight on the pass from Ramirez to set him through. Still got a fair bit of work to do. Um, if anything, the chance later in the half is probably probably an easier one um, because he doesn't have the defenders in front of him like he did for the uh, for the goal. But uh, he, he takes it very well. He keeps the strike low, which is absolutely key to to making sure that that guilt goes in the net. I remember after the Dundee United game, there was a f- uh, fair bit of criticism directed at his attackers by the manager because they they weren't putting the sh- the shots the opportunities that they had in challenging positions you know they were they were putting them at a good height for the keeper to save this one was kept low and he got re- that reward for it yeah. I'm glad we just came with the goal Richard because it's actually just came on sports scene right this second so I've just got to see it again brilliant um <laughs> but yeah like I say it was a really it was really really good weighted ball it was impressive from from Ramirez um because I've been I've been critical of his like his support and his build up as the you knowing involved in the kind of the build up to goals so I was glad to see glad to see him do that uh, really I thought it was a really good finish uh, by Hedges anyway um just finds the finds the right part of the goal down in the keeper's down the keeper's left. You know, probably the only part the only part of that part of the goal where the keeper is not going to reach it. Um, and he did you no, know, he did really did really well to finish it. And you know, that that other one after it, where you know, um, the chance um, that we had late, slightly later on, um, we've got to be doing better better with that. Where you know, Strychek's committed, he's already gone down, um, and we just we just shoot and it just hit. You no, know, you you hit it off of his leg when he's already dived down. Um, I think because I think you know, if we go, if we score then two nil half time and the game's dead and buried then um, I was, I was that was a bit, that was a bit disappointing but 
Um, I think to score to score, which which was a go- a good goal, you know, because all we saw today on like, social media and things like that was like just win, just win, doesn't matter. You know, we'd take an eighty ninth minute sclaff off of someone's ass and all this kind of stuff. And yeah, we would have, we would, but to to win, having scored quite you no know, a, a good goal, a good football and goal, I think just makes it a little bit sweeter as well. Hey, Hedges should be a big player for us, and that Hedges and Watkins combination should be important for us. Yeah. But he's been pretty anonymous for quite a few weeks. In fact, you know, I'd argue going back to the Breda Black game, um, he's he's not really put his hand up and said, "I, you know, I'm going to be the main man. I'm going to be the key player here for you. For you, I'm going to change the fortunes of this team." It, it was much more about what he can do this evening. Um, and as for the second opportunity, he absolutely should be scoring. But the frustrating part, really, is he's done the difficult part. He's yeah. he's sold his man. It's a it's a lovely little run. It's an underlap run that gives him that opportunity, gives him that uh, presence in the box. He's done the hard part, and you're right. The keeper's kind of sold himself. Just just needs to finish a little bit better. Um, a little bit unfortunate. You could argue that obviously the keeper doesn't really know too much about it, and it flicks off the post. But yeah, two 0 I don't think would have killed it. Not at half time. Not at eleven versus eleven. But certainly it would have made us feel. A lot better, but what was a? It was a good half of football. It was a really encouraging half of football because, as I say, it would have been so easy for that team to, on the run they're on again, with the pressure they're under, with some of the defeats we've had lately, to just go into a shell and to play percentage football. But I thought we we did well. We didn't allow us to play a game that might get impacted by the conditions. In fact, we played a game that, because the pitch was greasy and fast, we played a game that worked under those scenarios. I, I still obviously would have wanted us to get a few more efforts on target, work their keeper a bit more. I thought that was still a bit lacking. But, again, I'm not going to complain too much about that first-half display because I, I thought it was bright, I thought it was inventive, and I thought it was... Uh, a far better standard of football than than I expected, given um, not as much as performances, but just given where we are in the league and the pressure that that team must be under. So, so absolutely kudos to them for the first 45. We'll come back and talk about the second 45 in a minute, which I think was less impressive. But in terms of Emmanuel Thomas coming into the team, someone he dropped out of the squad altogether and, again, hasn't really seen much in the way of minutes is uh, Matty Longstaff. Um this is a, a signing we noted at the time um, that only really seemed to make sense if Lewis Ferguson had in fact been sold. Even then, you're still adding another body to what was the most oversubscribed area of the squad. Um, but, you know, you think you're getting in somebody with a good pedigree. You think you're getting somebody who's well-rated by a Premier League team. You think, oh, he's going to add to the quality that we've got there. It's not really how it's worked out is it no and it's really weird because you know, I've, I've seen you know, I've seen little bits of him when he's played when he has played for Newcastle look he's not played a heap of games but I've seen I've seen little bits of him here and there and he looks tidy and I thought the first game um, when he played today I thought he, I thought he looked decent um, you know decent range of passing all that kind of stuff you know he looked tidy but it's just not happened for him and you know, I've seen, you know, like I think the manager's the manager when he was interviewed, I saw um, on you know, it was on the STV before the before the game tonight, and he, you know he he said that you know Matt is obviously going to want minutes, you know I think probably Newcastle are a bit pissed off as well that we've not been playing him, uh, but he's not when he has had the chance, he's not done well enough. Uh, it's it's as simple as that, 
Um, you know, we've got you know, our midfield, as you say, is totally oversubscribed. We've got Lewis Ferguson, we've got Scott Brown. Those guys are going to play. Um, so you need to be doing something special to get into to, to get into the midfield, and he and he clearly isn't. Um, I think that this is. No, I think just this will go down to like a real waste of time. Um, you know, I think as you say, no, I think that we're, there we had one eye on Lewis Ferguson going out the door. There was obviously the bid from Watford that didn't come. There was there was rumours about Newcastle. Um, well, now that Newcastle are you no know, money bags, richest club in the world, he's not going to Newcastle, is he? So. You know, it's 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 going to be interesting to see what does actually happen with him there. But as, as for Longstaff, I mean, you know, if they if they if they want to take him back in January, you no, know, I don't. Are we going to miss him? Not really. No. I think, uh, he, he's definitely going back in January, yeah. isn't he? And Stephen Glass's uh, comments in the press this week were verging on unprofessional, really. To be honest, he, um, a little bit. I think. His... Sorry, gone. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I did think you know the, the way he the way he said it in the press conference where he says no, no, no. He would he would have liked more minutes, and he says, well, we would have liked better performances, and you know that can be taken two ways, and you know he maybe didn't mean it in like in a snarky, nasty way, but on the face value of it, it comes across as him being a bit of a dick, um, and you know, I, I guess that I didn't think it I didn't think that was great, but um, you know. You no, know, you've got to, you've got to be putting in performances and try, you know, doing things to get in the team. So if he's not yeah. happy, tough. Yeah, we'd have liked better performances in the team. Full stop, Stephen. Yeah. but um, <laughs> you know, the buck stops with you on that one. Um, yeah, I um, second half was less good. They changed their shape, uh, and I think we we struggled a bit to get to grips with that. Um, and they go down to ten men and. I mean, I was at the other end of the ground, so the Aberdeen player certainly made a song and dance out of it for the second yellow. I suspect that's because they knew the guy was already on a yellow card, but you were even a bit closer being in the south stand, Martin. Was it worth a second yellow? Um, I think it was just, I think it was, I thought it was, I didn't notice it at first, really. It was something and nothing. And then, you know, the referee, the referee took an age to decide what he was going to do. Um so I wasn't I wasn't really sure what I wasn't really sure what was going to be happening. And then he pulls him over and obviously gives him the second yellow. Um, again, it was like it just it just seemed like it was nothing. It was just a bit of a, a bit of coming together. Um, but I mean, like the I thought the first one, um, I thought the first one was was pretty bad. Um, the one on Ojo where you kind of stamps on him. Um, you know, hate to hate to go all you know lazy. Scottish football pundit on you, but you know you you've seen people be sent off for that type of challenge. I don't think it was any, I don't think it was any worse or better than the one that we saw Teddy Jenks um, get sent off for at uh, St Mirren. But um, the second one, um, it's just weird because he just kind of, he just kind of barred, he just kind of, they both kind of go for the ball, and he just kind of barges into the side of them, um, and it was hedges this that time, and I don't, I don't really. He didn't really, we couldn't really see much. It was just that he caught Hedge's foot as they both kicked it. But um, I don't think anybody was screaming or claiming for a foul. Um, I don't know, I remember anyway, but it was maybe because I was so cold. Um, but, <laughs> I will not understand anyway, but the players yeah, were absolutely the, pl- the, the players were right, but I, I didn't really see much, see much in it. And so, but um, no, the referees obviously thought he saw something. He's maybe had a word from the from the, t- the linesman as well. 
um, and he's maybe giving him giving him something to do because he did take his time to get the set to get the yellow the second yellow out. Um, but you know, once that once that happens, um, that really kind of you no know, close. You no, know, the game kind of you know gets it gets a little bit beyond beyond Livingston because you know fine they're going to just they're going to have to make a sub they're going to have to try and be a bit more um, more defensive and then try and nick something so and um, it took us another what 15 minutes to get the second but um, I think that going down to 10 really just kind of you know really kind of spoiled their, the game plan that they had yeah we were sloppy might be the best way to describe that yeah. second half the sort of passes that were happening in the first half the movement that was happening in that first half it just wasn't happening in the second um, now you can put all sorts of excuses down tiredness them changing up them chasing the game us knowing we're a goal up obviously the nervousness of the fact that we are in a poor position in the league and you know we have given up so many goals this season those are all going to contribute absolutely but I, I, I would you know we put in 15 20 minutes of a performance at Celtic Park on Sunday I would have liked to have seen us do more than 45 minutes this, tonight. You know, obviously we won 2-0 and I think everyone's happy about that. Kept a clean sheet, great novelty, uh, but let's try and make a habit of it. I, I just, if we're going to be a, watch, be inspired, be confident by an Aberdeen team, I think we need more than 45 minutes. Um, 45 minutes is an improvement on what we've had lately, unquestionably. But that second half was, um, it, it was just a little bit, took the, took the gloss of what had, in that first 45, been a really lively, um, inspiration was going too far, but lively, open, good display of the sort of football that um, Stephen Glass would have wanted to his Aberdeen team to showcase this season. Yeah, it did. Um, it, it, it was a long old slog at times, that se- <laughs> second half. Um I think I don't know if maybe you know some of the players have been feeling the conditions as well. Um, you know, maybe getting a bit heavy legged, heavy legged <laughs> on the pitch or something. I think there's, I think that's maybe you know something to it, but that's not that's not really an excuse. Um, I know, and like, as you say, you no, know, come to come away, you know, have, after a, a, you know been struggling, poor run of form, to come away with a two, a two nil win and a clean sheet. You know, yeah, I'm del- I'm delighted, but you know, as an Aberdeen fan, you know, we've kind of been you no. Know, Maybe not with trophies, but we kind of been spoiled, like, spoiled in the last, you know, last wee while. So I, I want more. I know I want us to be, you know, playing playing better football. You know, we've got we've got good players, we've got talented players. Now you've got when you've got Hedges and Watkins up front. You know, I'm, I want kind of sweeping attacking moves. Or I, I don't want no. And I think that you know it's you could be accused of being being negative about moaning about the second half, but I think that you know, yeah. You, you allow you allow the game. You know, if you can, sometimes we allow the games to get away from us. Um, you know, like Motherwell a few weeks ago, where I thought you know we dominated for we dominated for a while, and then we come away. You know, they have two chances and we lose the game. Um, and that's always and at the moment with this Aberdeen team. That's always a worry that it only takes is to give away one chance and we find ourselves you know, struggling and you know, maybe not going to win the game. Um, so yeah, do want more because I am greedy, I am selfish, um, and I want. I want them to be putting in good performances. Yeah, funny you should mention the Motherwell game because my theory is that, you know, Motherwell game tonight, both good first half, less good second half. Both games, they played that sub-pigeon detective dirge at halftime. So that's what I'm going to blame it on. (laughs) That's... um, that's, uh, I've just realised, by the way, that I uh, I can give audio effects on this. 
So like that is that, is that the sort of thing you want you want to hear after um, your comments, Martin? Or um, um, yeah, I'd rather hear that than booing, if I'm honest. So yeah, you can. <laughs> or I like that one. I think that's. Oh good. right, okay. I, I I'll stop now. I promise. <laughs> um, okay. Um, David Bates with a second, uh, and uh, a much more solid evening. Um, not completely flawless. So I wouldn't expect anybody in our defence uh, this season to be flawless. But a solid evening from the back too. Just hints that Bates and McCrory can form some kind of partnership. I don't know if necessarily they are going to be, you know, the partnership for years to come. I, I would expect if Andy Considine's recovery goes to plan and we see him, you know, in the next, uh, say, two months maybe time, I, I would expect to see him with it in that centre uh, in that centre back pairing. But beginning to see signs of a bit of an understanding between them. And, and he does well for that second goal because it's, it's a good clean connection and it's poop. Again, bottom corner, keeper's not going to have a chance there. And again, actually, let's talk about the delivery from the free kick because the frustrating thing for a lot of this season has been that delivery into the box, not necessarily from set pieces, but from open play. So the quality of that ball in if it's a good quality ball you increase exponentially your chances of uh, scoring and it was proved again this evening yeah i mean i think you know one of the one of the motifs of this podcast for certainly the past couple of seasons Ooh. has been us has been us moaning about the quality of set pieces um, and the thing is we're right to be moaning about them because you know for for you know most of the time they've been absolutely atrocious uh, but you know, like tonight, um, you know, someone like Johnny Hayes is capable of of putting it in exactly the right position. Um, you know, it was a brilliant ball in. You know, you know, Bates Bates finds himself right position, gets in gets in front of his man, um, and it just and connects. Yeah, connects perfectly with it and just cushions it right into the right into the net. And um, for what was you not know, for was a was a good performance by him. I thought you know because um, th- you know we have been we have been critical. Everybody's been critical of him because he's had a he's had a tough time um, since he arrived. So um, it's good to it's good to see these guys who are who are, are struggling or have been struggling. Um, you no, know, have a have a have a good performance. You no, know, couple of errors here or there, but nothing that nothing that cost us anything. Um, and then to add to that with a goal um, is brilliant. But. As you say, there's no if when if when Considine's fit, he's going to be he's going to be back in there. You know, um, we were I was talk we mentioned it at the gate with the game, and I was talking with the guys at the game, um, and you know, we spoke about you know Joe Lewis's comments about Considine, where he just knows he knows what Andy Considine's going to do, um, and he's, he's, that's maybe contributed to Joe Lewis being a bit wobbly as well. It's like you know you have that understanding with somebody um, who's been standing in front of you for four seasons, five seasons, whatever it is. And so McCrory and Bates are getting there. You know, they're kind of getting, developing an understanding. They're knowing what the other one's going to do. But um, I think that, you know, as soon as Considine's fit, we'll see one of them. We'll see one of them, I would imagine, probably McCrory drop out um, and Considine back in. Uh-oh. Oh, no, that, I thought that would be a, I thought that would be a, I thought that would be an, ooh, because motif, by the way. Well done. Um <laughs> St. Mirren on uh, Saturday. It, uh, you know, thinking bleak thoughts ahead of this uh, this week because you just think, with the way things have been and our record against the bottom six teams, that you were thinking, well, you know, two defeats this week, is that him gone? Because 
you know what the evidence suggested that we weren't going to have a comfortable evening tonight. However, we can now, as is the way of football fans, we can now spin on 180 and now have a bit of confidence, a little bit of momentum, a little bit of belief going into Saturday. So moving in the reverse fixture, it was a game where, you know, we did actually look like we were troubling them um, until, of course, Teddy Jenks got himself sent off. So, you know, so we know that that system, we know that that four-two-three-one can, you know, the way that Glass wants to play it, if it's implemented well, it can cause some problems. Although both our goals that evening, uh, that morning rather, did come from set pieces. But you know, I, I seem to recall that we were creating stuff, we were getting in behind them, we were we were causing them bother basically, uh, at least until half time. And the situation where the halftime whistle brought about a complete change in our performance. But um, but, but what would have been a very, very angry Pitaudry on Saturday had we not got a win tonight, at least is going to have a slightly better feel about it. Even though, I mean, the crowd tonight, man, 6,200 or whatever it was, that's Mark McGee territory, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was... Um... That was a that was a, surpri- a surprise seeing that number, but um, I know you can, I suppose you can't bl- you can't blame people. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that would have come out for that. You know, um, the weather over the past few days, the people aren't willing to travel. Um, but it's you no, know, it is a it's a poor crowd, and I think people were people are not. It's reflected by the performances lately. People are you know as much as we turned up for fifteen twenty minutes on Sunday, it was the same old story again. Um, and I think people are being put off with that. And there is there is I know a, a a pretty vocal, I mean, it's probably a vocal minority on social media and things like that, that people are wanting them out. But, you know, um, you know we'll have to, I suppose, you know, I don't think he's going to be going anywhere anytime soon. But, you know, we're on, it seems to be at the moment we're only we're only another result, another bad result away from just, you know, sort of the pitchforks coming out. And I can, under, I can understand that because um, you know, the performances have been poor. But, you know, to, you know we're... You know, we're Looks at Mirren on Saturday. I mean, no, they they drew with the bottom team in the league tonight. Um, so St. Mirren aren't exactly doing doing great. They're not pulling up trees at the moment. We relatively comfortably dispatched the second worst team in the league. Um, so, you know, without you know, without being like too overconfident about it, you know, we should go into the game with you no know, like a, a bit of a, a bit, no a bit of a positive kind of positive outlook about a bit of a spring there because you know at points that first 45 it was a good performance tonight you know we absolutely 100% deserved the win tonight um whereas you know and we're not coming away with a sob story this time of oh well we played well for 45 but well could just got away from us this time you know hopefully fingers crossed touch woods all the wood all that kind of stuff that you play well for play well for a, a large part of the game you get the two goals and you win it um, and hopefully, hopefully, this could be the, this could be a bit of a turn. Yeah, because the season it's still to play out exactly how it will end up. It's not gone how we'd have wanted it end, uh, how we'd have wanted it to be at this point. Clearly, we'd all have hoped for more than eighteen points from sixteen games. But you know, there are folk who who are telling me that Europe is completely at the out of the question when we're seven points away from the guaranteed European places, six points away from a probable European place, and are fretting a bit going down when we're seven points away from going down the exact same margin. So, you know, it, the, the story, I suppose, of this season overall has still to be told. So no one can suggest that we've been anything other than 
mediocre at best um, up to this point. You know, league position, seventh, just says all, doesn't it? I mean, that's just yeah. the epitome of mediocrity. It's the Golden Turd Award for finishing top of the bottom six. It's, um, yeah. Um, however, you know, you, you're in that pack. You, you, the, the sides in the third and fourth aren't so far away as to, you think that you can't realistically catch them. I mean, you know, nine points to, to Hearts in third and them having a game in hand is already looking like a fair bit. But it was a few seasons ago, wasn't it, that Hearts were like 15 points out of us and we finished 15 points out of them or something like that? It's it's doable, but the belief in this side to actually put that sort of run of wins, that run of results together, like we expected the sides under the previous manager to do. And it may have tailed off in the last couple of, couple of seasons under him. But, you know, there was an expectation that at some point during the season, and quite often it was, in fact, December, that things would get going, we would put those wins, and it would be wins against the sort of teams that we've got coming up in the next few games. You know, it would be home wins over Livingston, home win over St. Uh, St. Mirren, go to Easter Road and win, beat Ross County, beat Dundee, you know. That's how you accumulate the points in this league. You can go quite far in this league just by winning those games, and we've not been winning those games. So tonight was important. The pressure isn't off just because we won tonight, is it? It's, no. it, it it's, he's got to repeat it. He's got to make people believe that he is a, an Aberdeen manager of substance again. He does. I mean, like, and it's like, you know, and the, the jury is the jury's very much out at the moment. But, um, you know, performances like that, like tonight, that first half will help. Um, you know, he's got, you know, he's got, a, there is, a, there is a, like a, a vocal group that are right behind him and, so that that will that will help as well, and you know, we've got a we've got a run of fixtures coming up now. For, you know the type of t- type of teams that we you know we we used to, we used to be, we should be able to get decent results against. You know St. St. Mirren, um, I think St. Johnston, obviously Dundee. We've got obviously the big the, obviously the, the game against against them um, in between Christmas and New Year. Um, but you know, these are games that we're these are games that we're capable of getting something out of. Um, I know, but you know. As you say, I totally agree with you. I don't think you know. I think it's like it's a, a bit overreaction. You no, know, just thinking we're going we're going to be drawn into some relegation scrap. Because you look at you look at the teams that are sitting in third and fourth. Hearts and Dundee United. I mean, come on, guys. It's Hearts and Dundee United. We know what's going to happen. They always do it. They fuck up every single time. They always do. It. They always do. They are absolutely re- absolutely reachable I'd be more worried about Motherwell and Hibs to be honest than I would be about Hearts and Dundee United uh, because you know, it, it, we, we, but again you just need to put performances like the one in the first half we just need to put a run of those together um, and you no, know, and because we've gone on such a terrible run at the start of the season you know, you know where we weren't we weren't scoring goals we weren't getting wins but you know you just need to put a run, put a run together four or five four or five wins positive results and you find yourself, you know, absolutely forgetting about any sort of relegation concerns, because I don't think that I don't think relegation is a is a real is a concern. I mean, it's something obviously you have to be wary of. You need to win games, or you're going to go down. Well, we're capable of we're capable of winning games. I think we've got good players that will win can win us games. Um, so, I think that you know, quietly quietly confident going into Saturday, quietly confident going into the rest of the games this month. I think we've got enough. Um, to get some positive results here, and then you know, then you take it from there. But the manager, 
the manager, though, he has, pe- he has you know, uh, there is people on his side. There's people uh, people against him as well. I think he just needs to you know, p- get these results, get some good performances, and he'll start winning people over. Biggest concern, though, and it has to remain, uh, just this underlying weakness. I mean, we've lost half of our league games, eight of the 16 so far, and it's it's just that soft underbelly that we have. And it, it just speaks really to... a. a a lack of solidity in the side and I look at our away record and it's pitiful and it's been pitiful for ages mm-hmm. actually it used to be a real real strength and I'm talking about way before Stephen Glass's tenure started it's um I, I put the stats up at the weekend and I can't quite remember them now it's something like four wins from the last 24 away league matches yeah. it, we used to win 50% of our away games under Derek McInnes it used to basically be what he built that team on, going away from home, being solid, sneaking the win. In fact, really, not always sneaking it, just you know, winning, just shutting out the opposition, winning. It was really, you know, expansive and pretty, but by fuck, it was effective. But that is just something which has just disappeared over the past 18, 20 months. Um, that's you know, again, we talk talk about running before we can walk. Uh, I'll take a nice, comfortable home win on Saturday, please, to make sure we can we can demonstrate that, that we can actually win at home. But the away form, Jesus, it, it it's that really speaks to me about a team that it just doesn't have that toughness about it. I mean, you think of some of the characters in there, and you think about the guy that's being paid a fucking fortune to sit in our centre midfield and bring that toughness. <laughs> and by the way, your point on uh, on Sunday as well noted that you know. Two games this season, Scott Byrne has been substituted, both of them against Celtic, and both of them because he he felt a little bit of cramp, and then both times he was back up and fit to play the next league game. I mean, he's at it anyway. Um, yeah, that that toughness, that's that's still obviously the concern that we have that soft underbelly, and we can be exposed and. Mm-hmm. We're not able to turn those draws into wins and not able to turn those defeats into draws, you know. But that's for another day, I suppose. Tonight, better display, better 45, got us into a winning position. And I suppose that's what you should, that's what you could charitably say about that second half, that we'd got, we'd done the work, we'd got ourselves into a good position. There's a little bit of game management in the second Bates gets a second. That's all going to help. It's all got to increase the confidence in the squad and hopefully we, we move on to Saturday and try and get a bit of momentum into this um, very disappointing season so far. So, uh, Martin, thank you very much for joining me tonight, eventually, when we got the, the gremlin sorted out. Um, what I will say is, those of you listening live, you're a very exclusive audience. I'm sure um, the, the regulars will catch up um, on the show when we make it available for the rest. But thank you very much to those of you who did take the time to tune in this evening. I uh, hope it's been worth your while. Um, anyway, it's got to be better than Clyde Super Scoreboard anyway. So with that, thank you very much to Martin Cleanus. Martin, thanks. Thank you very much, Richard. I can almost, almost feel my toes now. I've got the, the, <laughs> the, 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 the chat and the rant and has got it out of my system. I'm kind of warming up now. Get another bubble, don't you? Uh, Anyway, uh, we'll be back. Oh, sometime. Who knows when we'll be back? God knows we'll do this again. Um, This was an enjoyable diversion once we got things working, but uh, probably not a long-term solution. Uh, Anyway, uh, until next time, come on, you Reds.